0: as we go behind the scenes to bring you all the action from Burnley's latest Premier League campaign. Pre-match team talk, in-game commentary, post-match analysis, you name it, we've got it. We follow Paul Doyle, the man they say has revolutionized top-tier Irish football with his tiki taka style. Doyle has arrived in Lancashire ready to make a name for himself, and he's set lofty ambitions. Unlike most of the town's residents, Doyle aims to lead Burnley into Europe. But has he got what it takes, it's here, And it's live.
1: Good afternoon all, and welcome to the second instalment of... What's happened to your voice? I'm not sure to what you're referring, David. This is my regular voice, which I've used throughout my entire broadcasting career. So, two weeks. (sighs) Anyway... Hello everyone and welcome back to the Managing Without Football podcast with me, Tom Thompson, where we have exclusive coverage and behind the scenes with Paul Doyle's Burnley. <clears throat> oh, and also here, my colleague, David Davidson. Thanks TT.
0: Last time we're Managing Without Football, we spoke to the new gaffer and covered Burnley's opening fixture. Bit of a reality check for the new boss, a 3-0 loss to Manchester United.
1: You're not wrong, David. Burnley did look a bit out of their depth and now find themselves 19th in the league. Not exactly in line with Paul Doyle's vision for the future where they're challenging for Europe.
0: Well, we've got the manager here with us now before
1: the next game against Watford.
0: Hi, Paul. Have you recovered from last week?
2: Listen, I thought this i thought this had all been brushed under the carpet. Wait, what, what are you talking about? What the... the van Morsi, what, what the hell does that mean? Paul? No, no, I don't owe anyone, oh, anyone anything. Just sort it out, yeah. Listen, listen, right, I've got to go. I've got these f***ing behind the scenes things to do. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you later. <coughs> oh, uh, Paul, are you ready? Oh, sorry, sorry about that, lads. I was uh, <coughs> just just having a word with me agent. Everything okay? Oh yeah, yeah. Just don't worry about it. We're just we're just talking about how to deal with you know the media. You, you know, what it is, don't you? Anyway, you you can uh, you can cut this out, can't you?
0: Anyway, I'm ready to start now. We've seen a lot of talk in the media about your background. The most common one being, you say you're Irish, but where's the accent? Well, I I find that question quite offensive, to be honest with you.
2: Uh, It's a disgrace. You know, Obama, me, me, Obama, we have both excelled in our professions, but for some that isn't enough. They question his ethnic heritage too, and personally, I don't see why I should produce my birth certificate either. I'm proud of my Irish heritage, no matter what anybody says.
0: So you are from Ireland?
2: Well, yeah, of course. I mean, pretty much. Well, I mean, my grandad was. Well, not him. His cousin. His husband. I'm as Irish as they come. Listen, I like folk music. I celebrate St. Guinness's
1: Day along with the rest of them. But please, can we just get back to talking about the football? Absolutely, Paul. I wasn't sure why you'd actually want to talk about the football this week. Not a great showing for your team in the first game of the season, was it? What's the atmosphere been like on and off the training pitch this week? Thanks, Tom. Listen, I know we lost last time out. But as I said, I could see a lot of positives.
2: It's uh, It's been quite good actually to finally get a bit of time with the boys, as I only came in late in the day. So it was always going to take a little bit of time for them to get to grips with my ideas.
0: So you're still sure that this Burnley team has the ability to play the way you want?
2: Of course I am, David, of course. These players are desperate to shake off the negative st- stigma that certain aspects of the media still have over this club. We know how much people like you love a narrative and clubs have to stick to the script. Clubs like ours were supposed to play to our lines. dogged performance, dug in deep, and obviously the classic, they showed a lot of character, but at the end of the day, we still end up on the losing side. I'm not here just to shake things up at Burnley, but I want to change the
1: game in the entire league. Well, I'll give you one thing, Paul. You've definitely got character. Now, after that typically dogged performance against Man United, how are you going to change things up against Watford? Well, to be honest, Tom, not too much. I thought we dug in deep against United, and we
2: we're actually quite unlucky not to get anything. I mean, we might shake the formation up a little bit, but I know that
0: the boys want to put things right in this game. Some of your players, in fact all of your players, really struggled last time out. Are you planning on taking them out of the firing line? Listen, I'll fucking defend
2: Joe Hart, the hilt, if that's who you're referring to. You know, if I asked him, I bet he could play in any
0: position. He's that good. Well, there's more thinking of your forward players, to be honest. Aaron Lennon is a bit of... An anomaly in your squad, isn't he? Do you think the fans accept it? Well, I'll give you this. You're not not wrong there, David. Um, But to be honest, the fans will just have to
2: live
1: with it. We don't have many right-sided players. Let's spend a little bit of time talking about your opponents, Paul. You've had decent success against Watford in the past. You beat them at Vicarage Roads last season. Are we in for another good result today?
2: Um, Well, Tom, I think so. I think so. We've certainly got Watford's number. I think that's the way that we set up. And it definitely plays into our strengths and into the weaknesses of Watford. Obviously, I don't want to give the game away, but we've got a few tricks up our sleeves, let me tell you. I don't want to jinx it, but I think we're definitely going to win.
0: Thanks, Paul, and we wish you and your team good luck. Just finally, before you go, do you have any comments to make about some of the stories that have been in the press recently? One particular allegation was that your burgeoning career in English amateur divisions, the one played in Watermeadows and pub car parks, was cut short by a series of betting scandals and match-fixing allegations shortly after you left for Ireland. Care to comment? Oh, I just I want to nip this in the bud
2: right now. Nothing was ever proven in any of those cases. But I have to say, without those hounds in the press chasing after me, I never would have made a made f- name for myself in Mayo and revolutionised top-tier Irish football. My record speaks for itself.
1: Is that your criminal record? Boy?
2: Oh, right, this interview's f***ing <laughs> over. Like, get this f***ing <laughs> mic off me. I've got football matches to win. <sighs> Joe Kinnear warned me about this. The media are a shower of c***.
1: So, what do we make of the manager's pre-match press conference, Dave? It's David,
0: but the manager seemed defiant, and why not? If there's one thing I know about Paul, it's that he values winning above all else. Above his philosophy, above egos, above the law. The
1: guy loves to win. Thanks, David. David. Well, he's certainly got belief in his own abilities, which reminds me of a famous quote from the great Nigel Clough, who once said, I may not be the best manager in the world, but I'm certainly one of them. I think you mean Brian Clough there, Tommy. And I'm not sure that quote is exactly right,
0: but I see what you're saying about Doyle and his confidence.
1: Yes, thank you, David. I know my Cloughs. I was just- Thank you. And as the teams get ready to come onto the pitch, let's go down to the tunnel for the latest from Lawrence Terrington. What's the atmosphere like down there today, Lawrence?
3: Tom, it's a miserable day here at Vicarage Road. It's colder than my ex-wife and wetter than my eyes were when she walked out and left me. There's said to be a battle between these two sides here today, though that's for certain. There's already some handbags in the tunnel uh, beforehand. Some footballers' wives brought them back here as they went to wish the players good luck. But it really is heating up down here now. One of the fans behind the dugouts just let off a flare. Back to you, Tomo.
1: Thanks for that, Lawrence. And as the team shake hands, let's go to a word from our sponsor, Broke Lads.
3: Do you want long hours for your hard earned cash? Do you want to be able to gamble it all every second of the day? Well, now you can with the new Broke Lads app. Get exclusive behind-the-scenes odds and access to all exciting bets. Like number of corners, number of throw-ins, number of times the ball goes out of play, and you're an exclusive to this season for the Italian league. Bet on number of race incidents. Download the Broke Lads app now. Remember, if there's five or more yellow cards, you get your money back in free bets. And if there's seven or more yellow cards, you get your winnings in free bets. What more could you ask for? Don't be a pathetic excuse for a human being. Start gambling today. Bet now, bit fast, bet recklessly, bit on everything. We've broke lads. Please gamble responsibly.
1: Welcome back to Vicarage Road, where we've got some team news as the teams line up to face each other. Watford start with Aurelio Gomez in net, Craig Dawson, Cabaselli, Cathcart and number 11 make up at their back four. In midfield, we've got Etienne Capu sitting deep and Abdellah Decoré a bit further forward. Danger man Ishmael Saar on the right wing with Roberto Pereira on the left wing. Danny Welbeck looking to get off the mark this season up front. And Burnley line-up as follows. Doyle sticks with Joe Hart in net after a struggle last week. Back four of Bardsley, Tarkovsky, me and Peters. Across the middle, Robbie Brady, Westwood, Cork and Aaron Lennon, who's looking to rediscover some of his Spurs form. And Johan Goodmanson plays just behind Chris Wood up front. And as we start this match, David, it's looking like Watford having all of the early possession and they've got a free kick just inside the Burnley half. It goes into the box and it's just wide. Burnley living dangerously in the early moments, David. Yes, indeed. Burnley
0: living very dangerously. and It's going to be a long 90 minutes.
1: Well, 90 minutes is 90 minutes, David. Joe Hart plays the ball out. Burnley with a bit of possession in the Watford half for the first time in the match. Keeping hold of the ball and it's given away in midfield. A bit sloppy there, David. Watford breaking at pace.
0: Burnley are really struggling with this Watford team
1: today. And we've got Danger Man Saar on the right wing. It looks like he was fouled, but Burnley have managed to clear their lines. Promising start to the game, I'm sure
0: it'll be of interest to, under pressure, England manager Gareth Southgate. I wonder why he's here. Is he keeping an eye on future England starlets Joe Hart and Danny Welbach?
1: And as we can see, Watford having most of the possession, all of the chances, all of the shots so far in this game, David... Um, but Burnley haven't conceded. How does that compare to last week? Well, Burnley haven't conceded, so it's a brilliant
0: start compared to last week. And I'm sure it will delight football fans across the world as we tell you that Liverpool, as it stands, are bottom of the table.
1: Well, as we know, David, this league is unpredictable. I mean, who could have thought that Manchester United would beat Burnley last week? And Burnley with a bit of possession on the edge of the Watford penalty area. Playing it about nicely here. It's going out wide. We've got danger man Lennon on the ball. He really does stick out in this Burnley team. Back to Lennon. Takes on his man. Cuts back. Plays it infield. Burnley enjoying a bit of possession here, David. Well, TT. Aaron Lennon really has been the standout player in this Burnley
0: side for me today. He sticks out like a sore thumb for the rest of them. Just look at him. Wherever you're looking in the pitch, your eyes are drawn to Lennon. But you have to say, the runs he's making in behind the Watford defence are token at best with how little possession Burnley have had in this game.
1: You're not wrong there, David, and I'm sure that's something that manager Paul Doyle will be looking at at half-time. And Watford breaking at pace. It's Danny Welbeck. He's got three of them in front of him. He beats one, he beats two. He's tearing down at Joe Hart and oh! He's played it just over the bar. What's the atmosphere down on the touchline, Lawrence?
3: Tom, well, I haven't seen a bigger miss than that since I didn't show up to my daughter's 8th birthday party. Some real pressure now being applied to this Burnley team. The defence looks like a wall being held together by paper papier-mâché at the moment. Now, I'm neither Donald Trump nor Neil Buchanan for that matter, but I can't think that that is very structurally sound at all. 0-0 at the moment. Back to you guys.
1: Thanks very much, Lawrence, for our up-close and personal coverage of the action. Approaching half-time. <laughs> and what do we make of this Burnley performance, David? Well, I'm very
0: interested in this uh, performance because if Burnley make two more passes, then I win about £10-£15 on my Broke Lads
1: app. Broke Lads. Um, all square at half-time. Let's go to our man on the touchline, Lawrence Terrington. What do we make of that, Lawrence?
3: Well, Tom, that was truly one of the most boring first half of football I've ever experienced in my life. Seriously, seriously dull stuff. Uh, I wouldn't blame anyone if they change radio stations right now I've just done a crossword I'm probably going to be on my phone for the majority of the second half uh, Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thank you Lawrence now David you may not remember this but um, they didn't used to have substitutions back when uh, I first started broadcasting in football um, what do you think the manager can do to change this up how will he use his bench
0: Well, Doyle has a range of substitutes, I think about six, maybe seven, I'm not really sure, I haven't checked the rules recently, but he can bring on only one at once, no maybe two actually, and those are the options Doyle has.
1: Thanks very much David, expert insight and analysis there. And I think we're just about ready for the second half, teams seem to be out on the pitch already, Um, Burnley out a bit sooner than their uh, opponents here, what do we make of that David?
0: I think they want to get home as quickly as possible because... If you've ever been to a football ground, they're not nice places. And they're hoping that if Burnley come out too, they can just get this awful, miserable game over and then go back to their rich, better
1: mountains. You're not wrong there. And we're underway in the second half. And shortly in, uh, and Burnley already looking onto the attack. But Watford, break at pace. Three minutes into the second half here. It's Welbeck again tearing at the defence. He's running, he's running, he's running. He's stopped. He puts the ball into the box. So... And a magnificent save from Joe Hart there to tip it over the bar. Is Joe Hart repaying the manager's trust in him? David? Joe Hart is
0: looking at Gareth Southgate and he's just winked. He's really eyeing up
1: that England place. And if I'm not mistaken, it looked like Southgate winked back there, David. What do we make of that? I don't want to talk about the rumours about
0: Joe Hart and
1: Gareth Southgate. That's for the tabloids. Exactly. And we're deep into the second half here. Doyle, not known as a tinker man, but he seems to be making a couple of changes here. Uh, What do we think of the change in shape that we've seen in Burnley in the second half, David?
0: Well, we've seen Doyle do this countless times uh, if you've ever watched uh, top-level Irish football. He's a very skilled tactician and we
1: look forward to seeing what uh, variations he'll bring throughout the season. And with half an hour left to play and the score's at 0-0, let's go to our man on the touchline, Lawrence Terrington. What's
3: the latest, Lawrence? Get away from me! Get Take a step closer as well. Punch your teeth down your throat. Oh, don't look at him. Look, You start. he started it. He started it. Sorry about that. Uh, guys, uh, I just had to deal with an, an unruly ball boy trying to chance his arm for an autograph there. Oh, honest to God. Well, it's still nil-nil here, I think. Burnley uh, looked like they are pushing for a goal there. I don't know what that was about. Uh, Paul Dolan maybe getting ideas above his station. Back to you two.
1: Thanks, Lawrence. Insightful as always. How do we think... Doyle's substitutions and tinkering has uh, changed the game, changed the face of the game in this second half. David?
0: Well, if you compare it to last week, Tomo, it's a different side. Not literally, but they're the same side but playing differently. Yes, they may not have had a huge amount of possession or created too many chances, but dare I say it, this has been an absolutely defensive masterclass. Me and Tarkovsky have been rocked at the back today, but a foot long between them, it looks like they can play all day without conceding.
1: Goal, Watford,
3: Lawrence. Yes, Tom, what a calamitous error that was. Burnley absolutely under no pressure whatsoever. With Ben Mee of the ball on the edge of his box, a lapse in concentration sees Me get his pocket picked by Wild Pedro. He only had Joe Hart to beat and did so with ease. Oh, honestly, that w- that was ridiculous then. I can't be certain, uh, and I don't want to spread rumours or get anyone in trouble, but I'm pretty sure I just overheard on the touchline Paul Doyle saying to his assistant manager that he was going to make Ben Mee and his entire family pay for this, and it was the last thing he does. Back to you, Tom.
1: Thanks, Lawrence. And it looks like the Watford fans are going berserk in Vicarage Road here. What do we make of this, David? Uh, Another routine win
0: for another team against Burnley, it's going to be a long season, Paul Doyle.
1: And as we enter the final minutes here, it looks like Burnley have been well beaten again, David. If you're Paul Doyle after this match, what are you saying to the players?
0: You're saying to the players, check your Broke Lads app because I think you've all lost your bets today. Speaking of which, David, how's your flutter gone? Oh, Not well, I'm in minus figures and the wife is not going to be happy with me.
1: Brooklands, Full time here at Vicarage Road and unfortunately Burnley were unable to get the result that they were looking for Join us after this word from our sponsors to catch up with the manager himself Paul Doyle
0: Do you want the best for your face or at least second best? and Garton by Close Put, the new Razor brand sponsored by Liverpool's mediocre midfield. Full-time here at Vicarage Road, we're here with manager Paul Doyle. very disappointing result in the end for your team, Paul. I'm speechless, David.
2: I mean, what can you say? You can't account for mistakes like that during the game. We were right in the mixer until some idiot thinks he's Neymar in his back garden. This is the English Premier League. You can't dilly-dally on the edge of your box like that.
1: Well, as you bring it up, Paul, shall we go right to that incident? Have you spoken to me about it?
2: Well, well no. Of course I, of course I haven't spoken to you about it. I've just left the, the dressing room. Anyway, I have, however, I've just told the boy me in no uncertain terms exactly what I think about him, and I tell you what... I hope he's got a warm jacket and don't mind splinters, because there's a
0: spot on our bench with his name on it. So you just hanging any man out to dry? Words only one week ago. I trust me completely. Surely this is just one mistake. Has your relationship with me broken down that quickly? Well, football can be really fickle, David. You know
2: that as well as I do. The boy's let himself and his teammates down today. He knows that. I'm an old-fashioned football man, and some have referred to me as a dinosaur. But I believe that tough love, known in the business as a right fucking bollocking, is perfect for getting a player back on side.
1: Well, Paul, the stats seem to suggest that even without Me's mistake, he would have stru- still struggled to grab the win here. Zero shots on target today, bringing the total to 180 minutes of football without a shot on goal. Arguably, even worse than last week.
2: Well, Tom, again, you're focusing on the purely negative. We were again top in and yellow cards, so that's great to see. And anyway, I'm confident that we'd have had a flurry of shots in the last 10 minutes. It was all part of the game plan. Um, I can't complain with the performance by
0: some of the boys. And as I say, they were let down by a single mistake. Again, we saw you revert back to the tried and tested 4-4-2 later in the day, Paul. Your fancy formations just don't suit this team, do they? I never said it'd be easy, David. Uh, the players will take some time to adjust, uh, but I trust the ones that I'm putting out there. Uh, Paul, Robbie Brady today had 0% cross-completion and yet he played a full 90 minutes. At this moment in time, it's tough to disagree with Nigel Pearson's assessment before the game that Burnley are definitely going down this season. Well, firstly, we don't expect like any sort
2: of bar from young Robbie anyway. He's a defensive midfielder playing the centre of the park. And secondly, regarding Nigel's comments, it's pretty clear that he's deflecting from what is an altogether tough start Sorry, to the Sorry, Paul.
1: Season. We're going to have to stop you there. We have a live update from our man down on the touchline, Lawrence Terrington. Lawrence, I hear you've seen a replay of the Watford goal. What can you tell us?
3: Thanks, Tom. Yes, I'm down here with ex-referee Matt Chuffix. We're having a look at the goal now and he believes that the ref might have missed something. Just like I narrowly missed my ex-wife and that bastard she was in bed with with my hunting rifle. Now I've studied this replay for a good long while and it certainly looks like a goal to me. I don't pretend to be an expert in the laws of the game like you, Mr Chuffix, but I believe that when the ball crosses a line like it does there, it should count as one point or at least some sort of goal to the opposing team.
1: Well, Lawrence, you're not wrong. You'd be absolutely correct. Except what you can see here is that as Pedro comes in on me, he actually kicks out his leg before he takes the ball off him. That's referred to as a foul in my book. So any subsequent activity, including the goal, should have been ruled out.
3: Wow, fascinating stuff. Pardon my um, slight use of the French language here, but that's a huge fucking c*** up, isn't it? I thought VAR was brought in to stop these sort of terrible decisions from happening. Well, Lawrence, actually, the video assistant
1: referee, and the key word here is assistant, can't overrule the on-field ref, but in this case, did actually go to VAR, but all three of the assistant refs thought it was a goal. Well,
3: there you have it, Tom and David. Looks like a varsical decision has royally screwed Burnley this afternoon. Just like when I walked in on that personal and screwing my wife. Well, it looks like you've been a bit hard done by there, Paul. These
2: referees, I tell you what, what on earth do they get paid for? That is a decision that is clear as day. You could have seen that was a foul all the way back from Turf Moor. And, you know, these VAR refs, who the hell are they? Some Watford fans they've picked up on their way to the stadium. One absolute joke. There is a definite refereeing agenda against my team. It's clear for
0: everyone to see. So have you got anything to say to me, Ben Mee? Looks like you reacted a little bit prematurely there. I don't know what you're talking about, David. Ben Mee is the rock, paper
2: and scissors of this team. I have complete faith in him.
1: Anyway, Paul, thank you very much. Let's move on. You've actually been drawn against Blackpool in the League Cup. A Good old-fashioned Lancashire derby. What prospects do you think you've got in that competition? Well, Tom,
2: the Cups are definitely my priority this season. Staying in the division is already a given, um, so we're concentrating on silverware as our entryway into Europe. Blackpool are a top, top side, so it definitely
0: won't be easy, but I'm sure we'll put them to the sword. Thanks for your time, Mr Doyle, and good luck in the next one. Thanks very much.
1: Join us next time on Managing Without Football for controversy and calamity as we catch up with Paul Doyle and his men ahead of their trip to the Seaside.
3: Well there you have it, Tom and David. Looks like a varsitial decision has royally screwed Burnley this afternoon. Is varsitial a pun? Yeah, varsical!
1: It's (laughs) varsical! It's varsical!
0: I think you have to to do that again. Yeah, you have to do it again, Laurie.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Varsitial!